All right, now we got the one and only Laura Niemi coming on today for our guest segment. I'm so excited to talk to her because she's Milo's mom from This Is Us. I mean, seriously, uh-huh. like, I, I, okay, one, you know, all the fans of our show that are This Is Us fans, especially all the female fans, are are like, oh, we need to know everything about Milo. Yeah, I mean, that's so funny. So that's gonna be exciting. I am excited though because you know her very first role on TV was Josh Whedon's Firefly, and I was oh. a huge fan of Firefly. Yeah. Plus, she's like in theater. She got her own production company. She's doing a show. I mean, this is going to be awesome. Yeah, I can't wait to talk to her about the jobs with Ashton Kutcher. Oh, my she gosh. She was in that one. She was in Young and the Restless, Weeds. Well, I mean, what has she not been uh, in? Right, seriously. Like, I mean, just about everything. So let's yep. give her a call. Oh, here she is. Laura, how are you today? Welcome inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. <laughs> that, that, she sounds like a woman yeah, that is she, already ready for the weekend. Yeah, she's ready. She's I really along am. the craziness. Getting, the, getting my BBQ on. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, we are super excited to talk to you today. We've got a huge block of This Is Us fans and Milo fans, to, to say the very least. So they are super yeah, excited that you're coming true. on. Oh, yay. <laughs> but I'm really excited because there's a lot of stuff when we were doing the research on you uh, to, uh, to have you on. And there's a lot of stuff that we're really excited to talk to you about. I mean, Firefly and Sopranos and and the theater stuff that you got going on. A lot of stuff that we're pretty stoked about. Yes. Oh, yeah. Cool. All right. So I guess we're going to start off with how you kind of got bit by the acting bug and how you decided this is what you wanted to do for a living. And it looks like you started off pretty early, right? Like before you were even 10 years old. You know, Yes and no. I mean, in, in terms of um, the performing arts, yes, because I, I started uh, m- my musical life early. Um, but uh, in terms of acting and, and whatnot, I'm actually kind of a late bloomer. Okay. So, yeah, so I started, uh, I always thought music was going to be, you know, the, the, the thing that I did. Um, and I started young. Piano was my first instrument. And then uh, later in my teens, I started um, performing with bands. Uh, I picked up a guitar and, and eventually it led to, to, to playing bass, big guitar. And so I was in different bands in my, uh, you know, like 1920s and, you know, uh, deep in my 20s. Mm-hmm. And um, but through the whole time, I'd always studied you know i'd always taken dance and acting classes uh there was a performing arts institute where i lived and and but it wasn't something that it was just for the love of it you know it wasn't something that i thought oh this is my career right like a lot of actors you know started out and they you know they always knew and you know then they went to juilliard and that was the trajectory (laughs) of my career absolutely yeah let's talk about the music a little bit because it's impressive yeah uh you went to uh, rochester new york the eastman school of music for the piano so that's impressive right out the gate but i gotta ask you know rock band spork and you toured with marilyn manson right that's true oh what was that like that's got to be pretty badass (laughs) Um, what was it like? Uh, well, it was, you know, as you would expect, it was rock and roll crazy. It was uh, <laughs> full tilt boogie. There you, you go. Know? It was, uh, you know, he's great. He's, you know, he's just an incredible performer and songwriter. And, uh, you know, to, to be on that tour was, uh, was pretty cool because we were kind of a, a, an underdog art band so to even get that gig was a big deal mm-hmm. in hindsight i wish we would have appreciated it more because <laughs> shortly thereafter spork spork uh disbanded but mm-hmm. um we uh 
yeah, you know, it was it was it was just so cool to 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 be able to uh, to perform with them. Yeah, I bet absolutely. So and their fans who are, uh, you know, crazy, crazy cool. <laughs> can only imagine, yeah. honestly. So do you think that the, the music background is what kind of led to the theater? How, how did you make the transition from, from playing with Marilyn Manson to theater? Well, I always like to say uh, uh, music became something that wasn't conducive to my mental health. <laughs> <laughs> so let's so, do uh, acting. You know what, actors, come on, actors take care of themselves. They <laughs> eat good food, they work out all the time, they were, they're healthy. Most That's of true. them are pretty healthy. That's true. So, uh, you know, it, uh, y- you know, I was, I was kind of a late bloomer. Like I said, I, I had been studying. I, I got this job in my twenties at a theater, um, called the Odyssey theater, which I attribute so many great things in my life to, because that's where I met my husband. That's where I uh, joined my first theater company. Um, but that's where I learned about incredible playwrights, experimental theater. Just I was in the trenches in theater, and so I just got bit. I got bit so hard, and I um, I fell in love. And then eventually, I started my own theater company, and that got uh, some nice success. And you know, look, I live in Los Angeles. This is a you know TV town. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I love that, and we should say the, the the Odyssey. What a what a venue to to like break ground at and and learn the craft at. We were just out there. We saw um too much sun out there just recently, and it was the first time we had been at the Odyssey. And yeah, yeah what a great place! It's just so cool, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's been around forever. That's that's what we so. heard, and yeah, I mean, it's just yeah, I I like that intimate setting and where you can you're too. right up there on the stage and you get that yep. reaction. Yeah, it's fantastic. And we should yep. say you're you're being a little modest. I mean, you you had a little success with with the theater. You're like award winning, right? <laughs> Your very first show won a, a couple awards, best production and best ensemble. So I'd say you're doing pretty good. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> it was pretty exciting. <clears throat> it was pretty exciting, and especially <clears throat> you know the Ovation Awards during that time. We were we were performing. Uh, it was Killer Joe. We were performing in you know a forty seat venue. Yeah. And so when we were nominated, we were up against the Taper and the Geffen and mm. all these really prestigious playhouses that have you know huge budgets. Right. And um, so to be able to you know sweep the awards during that time, they have since the Ovation have have since. Um, done different categories so now there's a equity waiver category and then there's a larger you know theater category but to have swept it when you know i was competing against you know lions it was it was pretty cool absolutely Yay for the underdog hey, that's yeah right always we're always for the underdog we love the I know, right <laughs> definitely definitely now let's talk about your transition into television a little bit your first role was in the cult classic firefly series what was that like <laughs> First of all, I love that that was my first credit. Yeah, yeah absolutely. The coolest, right? Yeah. Is that the coolest Definitely. first credit? Um, but, uh, you know, honestly, I was so, so nervous. You know, and I say this a lot because I, I, I have such regret for the fact that I never told um, Adam Baldwin, who was my scene partner. I mean, you know, look, I was woman number one or something. Yeah. I, you know, I, don't even, I can't even remember if I had a line. If I did, it was maybe a word. And, um, I didn't tell him it was my first, my first gig. And, you know, in hindsight now, cause I mentor actors in hindsight, I love it when an actor says, this is my first time, but I was trying to play it cool, you know? And, <laughs> yeah. uh, and it was just a miss, one of those missed opportunities that I use as an example when I mentor people, because, you know, 
people love that stuff. Mm-hmm. I love that stuff. You know, I got to work with a, a newbie on This Is Us and, you know, to be able to find out that was his first gig was mm-hmm. I mean, you just want to, you know, take him under your wing and say, let's do this. Yeah, there's an extra bond there, you know. It, it puts you in that place of remembering what it was like, you know. Right. So, Trying to be able um, to show and anything. And instant gratitude, same. right? You exactly. know, those first gigs are the, are the tough ones. So, you know, but it was an incredible experience. I mean, what can I say? I, I you know, I was getting fan mail for 10 years on that one. Oh yeah, I mean the my, show. My woman number one, <laughs> maybe one word gig. Oh, well, you know the show. I mean, still to this day has a huge following, and I mean, there's they're always talking about bringing it back as a film. Uh, so you know, and, or rebooting the series, which I, I mean, I guess Whedon has expressed interest in. So you never know. Woman number one might make a comeback. Yeah, you don't know. exactly. You think so I'm rooting for. Her. I'm yeah. rooting for. Her. <laughs> I mean, Netflix Let's needs some content. Let's start a campaign now because I love him. <laughs> the ha- hashtag woman number one. I mean, that's okay. We can <laughs> totally do that <laughs> so yeah and then you jumped i mean that that it clearly led to some stuff i mean like we said you've been in some serious stuff uh, you know sunny in philadelphia and the sopranos and justified and the ncis franchises i mean that, that's fantastic yeah yeah i feel very very lucky very very lucky I've, yeah i've gotten to work with some amazing people well, le- okay, so le- let's talk, because like I said, we have a huge block of fans, and they all want to know how amazing is Milo, and what's that experience been like? We uh, we recently uh, interviewed Akira Akbar, who plays the... the um Young Beth. Young Beth. And, and she talked about a bit about what the set was like and how it was. We love the show. We're huge fans. We just think it's groundbreaking about how they go from time set, you know, time frame to time frame and, and character to character and fan. It, it's just brilliant in our opinion. Me too. I, I Me mean, too. so what's that like playing Milo's mom? That, that, w- w- first of all, how did you learn about the role? How, how'd that audition process go? And what was that like when you found out you got it and that you would be involved in this show? Well, I'll be honest with you, it wasn't really on my radar because I um, it, it was in its first season and it was just getting some, some by the time I went into audition, because I went out to audition like everybody else, and it was just getting some some uh, some some street cred. And and uh, so of course before I went in I watched uh, I watched some of the episodes and I was like, Oh my God. And I already knew on the page, even though it was, a, it, the character wasn't really fleshed out that this was some incredible writing. Yeah. Right. And, uh, so by the time I went in, I was like, Oh God, this is just great. Oh, how cool would this be to mm-hmm. get this gig? And, uh, I resonated with the character. I, you know, as, as much as I could with the material I had, I mean, you know, it was, it, it, it was what it was. And then, you know, one of my favorite casting directors who's just, you know, always has a warm and welcoming room. Just, uh, you know, it makes it so much easier. And, uh, yeah, so that's how I got it. And then, the, of course, the first season, you saw me just a teeny bit. Yeah. And then, you know, I was lucky enough to, to be able to get to flush out this character mm-hmm. this past season, which was – you know, a dream. Just oh, a dream. absolutely. The, the Vietnam storyline has been phenomenal. Yeah, so, seriously. I mean, it's gone over really well, learning so much more about Jack's family. So, Right? I know. So was I know. It, was it kind of a secretive type thing? I mean, where, are, do you guys only get what, you, you, what you're supposed to be, your scene stuff? I mean, I know the, the secrecy of how did Jack die, and there's so many things that they're trying to keep or reveal slowly over the course. Is it much secretive to the actors, or are you privy to like all the stuff? Did you know how Jack died like well, well before? No. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> yeah, they keep, that, they keep that pretty locked down. Yeah. Um, 
No, they get, you know, you get the script. I know there's some, some shows where sometimes you just get the scenes, you know, they don't even, right. they, they don't, they're not, uh, they don't even give out the, the full script, which is hard. And I still don't understand that, but <laughs> you know, it is what it is. But, um, yeah, I mean, they, they, they are on lockdown with that stuff and justifiably so because it's it spoils, you know, if that stuff leaks out, it spoils it for the audience. And, you know, oh, this absolutely. is really, this show is, is such an audience favorite. It's, you know, why would we want to do that? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So were you a Milo fan? Were you a Gilmore Girls? Did you know him from Gilmore Girls? Or were you a fan before you started working with him? And what's he like? You know, so, uh, you know, when, when I went into audition, I, I, uh, I saw his name pop up and he wasn't uh, somebody I, I'd known. However, I had, um, I had auditioned a couple times where his name had popped up to play his uh, aunt or his mom in, you know, during my, the course of my career. So I always like to say third's a charm because, <laughs> you know, by the time this came up, it was like, oh, oh, yes, yes, we do look alike. You know, oh, yes, I know this guy. Mm -hmm. He keeps kind of being my, in my peripheral. And, you know, what, what can I say? He's just, just the loveliest, kindest generous you know gracious guy you know just a, and a wonderful wonderful talent oh absolutely you got your guys chemistry on the show is, is phenomenal is. I, I gotta tell you that the relationship is believable uh, i'm sure that in part goes mm. to the writing but then the mm. acting between y'all as well yeah honestly yeah. in that hard situation between having a drunk father and then trying to have respect for his mother and their marriage and but also trying to help her out of it yeah it's crazy yeah yeah, and I attribute all that to the way they keep that set. Mm -hmm. I mean, it really, it's, I know a lot of people say this, oh, the set is so great, it's family. really is, it really is. Everybody, Ken Olin, Dan Fogelman, they're all approachable, they're all easy to talk to, you know, they're all, you know, they're just, you know, the quintessential team players. Everybody's got the same goal, and, and you know, everybody's uh, just so excited still, you know what I mean? They're Absolutely. still excited to be there, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, That's, yeah, which is great, and you can see that through uh, during, especially during award season when they're all circling around one table and just so excited on social media. I love that. Uh, yeah, right, absolutely, like, absolutely. And I Ken know, Olin. I love that. I yeah. love that. And I'm glad you there's brought no up cynical. There's no cynical jaded. Exactly, exactly. And I'm glad you brought up Ken Olin because I was a huge fan of Thirty Something. So oh, I think too. his work uh, behind the camera is just phenomenal. I mean, it was oh the, good to see that transition. Yeah. He's just the kind of director that just makes you look better. Yeah. That's just that's it. I mean, you know, it's all Ken Olin. He's just, uh, of course, Dan Fogelman. I mean, you know, his, his words are a genius. Yeah, but absolutely. Yeah, Ken Olin is just—he's a television treasure. Mm -hmm. He really is. Really is. I think so too. And I think he's a hell of an actor. I really enjoy watching him as an actor. So, you know, I hope that you know he does more in front of the camera too because. No. Yeah, I know that there was some some social media stuff going on about thirty uh, something mm -hmm. reboot. Right? I, I mean, like, yes, that'd be awesome. That would, that would be incredible, right? I, I mean, just loved that show so much. Oh, me I too. Was such a fan of that show. Me too. And like you said, so, he is a great actor, and I thought he was a great choice as a director for this show because I think his experience yep. with the ensemble of thirty yep. something made yeah. him the perfect choice for the ensemble for this show. Perfect I think he just choice. gets it. Perfect yeah. choice, and it's very much in the style of how he comes to the table creatively as well. You know, as Absolutely. an actor, I mean, you know, if you look at his work, you can see 
Yeah, you he, know who this guy is based on his resume. This is what he's going to bring. He's going to bring mm-hmm. honesty. He's going to bring heart. You know, it's just love him. <laughs> <laughs> well, congrats on that. I mean, like we said, the show is just—it's it, killing it. It's—it's it, a fantastic. It's loved by the fans. I saw that it was recently renewed for another few years, so that's great. Uh and so yeah, congratulations uh, on the success of the show. We couldn't be more happy for you. Thank you. I just feel lucky to be a, a small part of it. It's very exciting. Oh, yes. I can only imagine. And now we got to talk about one of my favorites, and it's a freaking show that completely changed the game of television, The Sopranos. What was it like working on such an epic set like that for HBO? Well, you know, it was the episode where they came to L.A., so it was pretty cool because that, that obviously was you know, a, a dream gig to get, but they were always shooting in New York. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was like the likelihood of me being on that show was pretty slim. So yeah. when they, they got to LA, it was like, Ooh, okay. <laughs> um, and I got to work with Ben Kingsley and, you know, it's, and Danny Lerner who has since passed. Yes. Um, oh. but, uh, you know, my husband and I re that, you know, once a year. Absolutely. It's just so good. Because it's just, it's just, come on. I know. Come on. It's, it's just some of the greatest television in history. It is. It really transformed everything. Honestly. Are you excited about, about the prequel that's coming with with his son? Very excited. And I can't wait. I'm just so, so glad that they, uh, they got his son to, you know, to, to do this. This is, this is going to be really special on so many levels, you know? Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. You know, I just so far in the interview, I just love, you can tell, not only are you great at what you do in the craft and, and, uh, but you can just, you're so passionate about being a fan yeah, of the work as so well. Enthusiastic. Yeah. Which like, I yeah. think is, it gets me excited, honestly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I got to imagine somebody that that's, is that excited about, about that as a fan, then going into it as your job, I, what, what a way to approach it and be like, you know, I, not only do I love doing this, but I love watching exactly. this and it's like, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel that way about pretty much all, all the work. I mean, you know, some shows resonate with me a little bit more, but, you know, look, I mean, I've done, you know, episodic where, you know, whether it's Criminal Minds or or NCIS, I mean, these are franchises that, like, I was in Turkey a few years ago, and somebody recognized me from The Mentalist. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was like... Right on. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. So cool that you know that's a that's a favorite here in Turkey. So um, you know, I love I love that. I love that aspect of it that you actually do the work and people get to watch it and in places that you know you didn't realize where it was so huge. You know, right. So, and yeah, I, I, and isn't it amazing though that the caliber of the shows these days, with the writing and with the storylines, that it can just be a guest spot in an episode, yeah. and you're recognized for that episode yeah. because it was that good. I mean, that's amazing. It really is. It really, really is. Oh, I mean, right now the writers are just. This is the era of the writer. You mm-hmm. know, it really. So, and it really does start there. So. Agreed. Agreed. Well, I we would be killed if we wouldn't bring up this next one because our co-host who isn't here today, Tavia, she is absolutely in love with Always Sunny in Philadelphia. So what was that <laughs> one know. like? I know. Is it the greatest? <laughs> it's just I... so good. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> I love that show. I love that show. I love everything about that show, the history of that show, that how they got that deal. I love, you know, how they work that set. It is just so loosey-goose. Right? But yet, like... But, 
and playful and yet uh, a well-oiled machine at the same time, which of course you, you know, those, those three things don't necessarily always go together. Exactly. But, um, yeah. But boy, when they do, it's magic. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I look at that show as like motivation. Do what you love and love what you do. Things will just come together sometimes and just create, explode. Create, yeah, keep creating. Exactly. Keep creating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's fantastic. That's good that she's gonna love to hear that. That yeah. that's how that is. Because yeah, like you oh. said, Tavia is just she'll tell you the breakdown of how the show came together. Exactly. Yeah, like, like, she's, yeah, oh she's yeah, 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 yeah. She's great. <laughs> but Danny yeah. DeVito is Wolverine, though. I'm just not sure. All right, like, yeah. <laughs> this petition going around. Like, what are we talking about here? Danny DeVito is Wolverine. <sighs> I know. Like, but <laughs> come on, it's Danny DeVito. <laughs> it is. It's Danny DeVito. He's like just, <laughs> he's iconic. It's so funny. <laughs> He's never boring. No, Can he's never that. He's never boring. Oh, it would definitely not be a boring Wolverine. No, that's for sure. That's for sure. <laughs> that's fantastic. All right, so let's jump into the Netflix. Yes. You know, we we hear good things, we hear bad things. People are excited about it. They make real movies. They make TV movies. You are in a Netflix film that's getting ready to come out in December at the end of the year. Anne Hathaway, Ben Affleck. Uh, I mean, Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. Yes. I mean, when you start landing these names and these type budgets, and I mean, come on, that's a feature film. Yeah, this that's is not a, a TV real, movie. Yeah. I know. I know. But more, you know, the biggest thing for me was D. Reese. D. Reese, oh, D. Yeah. Reese, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, she had, been on my, she, she, she had been in my peripheral from uh, a, a film she did called Pariah, mm. and I was like, who is this filmmaker? Mm-hmm. This is incredible. She is definitely a visionary, and uh, then, of course, she got a lot of accolades from Bound, which was fantastic. Right. But what's so impressive about her, I knew she was a good writer, Um you know, based on, you know, the, the stuff that, that I had seen and a great director, but she, uh, this is, this, uh, this film is based on a, a Joan Didion novel, you know, a very acclaimed author. And if you've ever, ever read anything by Joan Didion, you know, you read it and go, how is this going to be adapted? Right. Oh my God. Cause she has a special language in the way she writes mm-hmm. and the adaptation that Dee and her partner did was just incredible, just incredible. And so I, I, it was supposed to come out in spring, but now the fact that it's not coming out till December, I don't know. I think it speaks volumes of uh, award of season. What, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to put any, you know. No, come on, we we know, we know. Yeah, I think it's pretty exciting. It's a testament. Absolutely, I mean, our listeners are savvy. We're pretty savvy. We all know what December release means. We all know what what they're going for there. I mean. And rightfully so. so. I mean, the the cat, like I said, uh, yeah, D is a phenomenal, and Mudbound was fantastic. So we knew this thing coming out was going to be great. And then you right, talk about the right. cast that you're involved with. Yeah, yeah, seriously, seriously. And I mean, talking about award season, what did you feel when Steven Spielberg was trying to get Netflix not eligible for the Oscars? How did you feel about that? You know, I'm really torn because I hear where he's coming from, but I also know where this this ship is sailing. Right. You know, it's like it just keeps moving. And that's the one thing about this business. you got to keep moving. Mm-hmm. Things are going to change in life. Right. Everything just changes. Exactly. You can't get too dug in. And so um, but, you know, look, this is a filmmaker who, you know, spent his life with the 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 knowledge that his, his, his art is going to be on a big screen. Right. right. He wants to see, you know, his audience to see his art. And I can really, really appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the other side is, 
hey, this train's rolling. Exactly. Got to hop this on is board. What's happening? And you know, somewhere in you know Boise, Idaho, <laughs> where they you know they live in you know mm-hmm. in you know some rural area, they don't they don't they don't have access to those theaters. Exactly. So, so what does that mean? They don't get to see these things. So it's a tough one. It's a tough one, but. I have to say, you know, look, if if the rules are that you, that it has to be released in a theater, which I think is fair, right? Is, yeah. First, it has to be released in a theater, and then then it can it can uh, end up on uh, on the boob tube. That's fine, you yeah. know. I think that's uh, I think that's fair uh, as we, long as it gets a release. Uh, Agreed. We yeah we we completely agree with that assessment. That's our thought on it as well. And you know, you brought up a really good point because there are a lot of areas where you would have to drive 30, 40, 50 miles to get to a theater yeah, like, to, to see a film. And I feel like, like that's, you have to make it an all day event. Exactly. And, and and that's a, so that's a great point. And this is also a really good transition because speaking of how the industry is evolving and you got to get on the train and just whether you like it or not, it's changing social media and the huge impact that social media has had on this industry and all aspects of it. What, what are your thoughts on that? Are you a fan, not a fan? Do you think it's a good thing, a bad thing? Yeah, it's that again. That's that's a, that's a tough one. I plug in and out of different thinking on that because I'm married to a, a guy who can't stand it, hates it, you know, and understandably so. You know, I we go to dinner with friends and people aren't present because they're on their phones, mm-hmm. and you know, it just kind of it, it it we're we're lacking actually being present mm-hmm. in our life. So I have to be mindful of you know when I choose to do those things. But there's the other side of me that I love connecting with, you know, fans of the show mm-hmm. or people that I, you know, that I don't get to see as much and get to see what they're doing in their life. So it is a great way to stay connected. But, you know, I go back and forth. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm, I'm Switzerland over here. No. <laughs> I, I do. I go back and forth. Sometimes I'm like, I can't do this. I got to be present in my life. Yeah. And then, you know, I'll take a break and then. Other times I'm like, hey, what's so and so up to? I right. want to know. Yeah, I mean that's you know, what or I want, or I want to share something that that I've been doing, you know, or you know. Exactly. So. That, that that's the way we think about it too. It's very much a double sided sword. That even if you might post an opinionated opinionated post out there, that you might get some backlash on it. But there is points where you still want to stay connected to somebody you haven't seen in like 15 years. So exactly. Yeah, I stay pretty quiet politically and yeah, and uh, I, me too. I, I don't blame you. <laughs> I, honestly, I just don't want to get into a pissing contest. Exactly. I don't want to spend that much time on social media. You exactly. know what I mean? So that's why I avoid it. Not that I don't have an opinion. I have very strong opinions, but no, I, I really no, wanna, we could we would have never guessed that you have strong opinions. Never. <laughs> You're very, you're very vocal. I can yeah. see that. There's no doubt. Um, so l- let me ask you from a, from another stand because we've had some guests on that that have that have referenced this, and then some others who have not. What has been your personal? Have you seen the industry? Has it with the casting process? And are they concerned about how many followers you have or yeah. don't have? Because we've seen it both ways with guests. So what what's your experience with that? Has that been a problem with you, or have you? I mean, you mentioned a great casting director earlier. So have you been able to avoid that stigma as of late, or how does that go? I don't really uh, put too much uh, too much weight on that stuff. I mean, uh, that's that's just not where my head goes. Uh, I've never personally been asked how many followers do I have, so that hasn't been my experience. I've heard of that uh, mostly from young ingenues, uh, mm, yeah. you know, actors. But um, so 
you know, I can't really speak to that. And that there you go. Uh, that's that, good though. Yeah. Yeah. No. Honestly. And that 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 coincides with exact because it has been our younger actors yeah, who have said honestly. that they have been asked that and that it, that's been a reference point. But then the the more experienced and and people who've been in the industry for a while have not. So that that coincides perfectly with what we've heard. So. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's like, good. Makes to know. sense. It makes sense. God, I said something great. Okay, hey. great. All right. Yes, yes. Yes. Well, and it just shows that you have actual talent that uh, they don't even need to talk about social media. You have actual God given talent. That there you and, go. Look, I love to share stuff. Don't get me wrong. I'm not gonna play it cool. I love to share stuff. <laughs> that, you know. Because I'm proud. I'm proud of, you know, the, the fact yeah. that I'm still here. I'm still doing it. I'm in the trenches and I, you know, I get to be involved with some wonderful projects. So, yeah, I'm in the I, I'm in the game, but, you know, it's just a game. It's just it's just a fun thing that exactly. everybody does to kind of participate. It's not, uh, you know. Anyway. Yeah. No. <laughs> well said. Well no, said. Yeah, I, 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 love, I love yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. So now we should talk. You've referenced writers and how important it is, and it is the age of writers and everything. We should mention uh, uh, that you have a self-penned project, a, a comedy short that you're also going to be directing. Talk about that. Is this oh, going to be your first move behind the camera? Or, uh, it I mean, is. Oh, it man. Is. Exciting. Oh, God. <laughs> yes. And, and let me tell you something. Fear is real. I have been so afraid to get behind the camera for so many years uh just because obviously i've worked with some great you know directors so of course but uh yeah yeah i'm gonna stick my big toe in the water and and uh i have such funny friends i mean you know i have crazy talented uh comedic friends so and that is where you know i my heart soars you know in comedy but Mm -hmm. i love to do all of it you know it's just sometimes i you could like a lot of actors, their career goes in waves. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, she's the drama, she's the drama person. Oh, right. but no, she's the comedy person. So you know, you'll see on my resume, it kind of sways back and forth. Yeah, absolutely. And and so, okay, so comedy show. And I mean, I guess if you're gonna your directorial debut, it helps a little bit that you also wrote it. I mean, you can't be more familiar with the with the material than if you wrote it, right? Exactly. <laughs> and and so exactly. and, yeah, and you've cast phenomenal friends who are very funny, so that's going to help as well. I have no doubt yeah. just the, talking to you that it's probably going to be extremely successful because you clearly have passion for what you do and that's going to translate as a director, I'm sure. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> can, I just, can I can I just call you every day for you to say that on a loop to me? Right. Sure, absolutely. I love that. <laughs> we'll we'll make a little clip of this. We'll send it to you. Just play it on Thank your phone you. whenever you need Thank it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> so, what what are the plan? The festival circuit. What what's the what's the process? What you got planned for that? Well, right now I'm I'm going to shoot a, a film that uh, I've been hired to play in. So that <laughs> right now is is the focal point. I can't mm-hmm. really say anything about it yet. Of but course, it's yeah, pretty of course. exciting. As we always so, say when we hear that, that's just a reason to have you back. Exactly. <laughs> oh, hey, 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 now. Yeah, <laughs> this, is this is a good one. So I'm pretty excited about that. So I'm just kind of prepping for that right now. All right. So how's life? You know, you, sometimes you got to just get flexible. Yeah, absolutely. You know, <laughs> she, yeah, yeah, that's about as simple as it gets, exactly. right? You got to be flexible. You're gonna, you're not gonna pass up the paying gig. Let's be honest about it. Right? Yeah. I mean, oh no, 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 no! Especially not this one. Especially not this one. Oh, see, now she's a she's the queen of the tease too. That's it, now it, it, I'm really excited way, about this say. one. Say. It's, yeah. No, oh it's, goodness! Uh, and we see you also have a sketch comedy group that is contracted with Funny or Die Entertainment. That is so awesome. You know, it has since disbanded, but I'll tell you something. Uh, what? Uh, th- th- 
and that's exactly uh, what the um, why it inspired me to to, to branch out on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, a whole bunch of our of my friends, three of my funny friends, got together and we started creating content, which I hope your listeners are doing as we speak. Yes, um, and. We just had a ball, man. We had a ball and we just did it, did it for the, you know, for the fun and for the love of it. And we got some accolades for it. You know, we started uh, some getting some nice, some nice hits on Funny or Die and eventually signed a little deal with them. And it has since disbanded. But um, I'm so proud of those those comedy shorts that we did. Definitely. Uh, they're pretty. They, they make me giggle. So <laughs> they make me laugh. So And that's all that go. really matters. Yeah, and you know, you brought up a good point because we, we like to transition into, uh, towards the end of the interviews, uh, advice that you would have because we do have a lot of listeners who are attempting to get into the industry or have just gotten started in the industry and yeah. are trying to make their way. And you bring up a great point. We've heard this numerous times from multiple guests about we're in an era and in a time where technology allows you to be able to do what you couldn't do 20 years ago, and that's make right. your own content, make your own content, make your own content. Right. Um, yeah. so what advice would you have beyond? make your own content for people who are trying to get into the industry be it you know just starting out or music or television or movies what what do you think and not only advice that you would give but some of the pitfalls that maybe they could avoid well get a community going for sure that's a number one get a group of you know fellow artists going ASAP. These are people that you can call after a bunk audition or, you know, to get projects going, you know, just people that are, you know, in your same world, you know, so definitely build a community. Mm. You know, that's the, that's the first and foremost thing I think, cause that's the stuff that's really saved me in my career, you know, to be able to, uh, all the good stuff has happened that way, you know, to process stuff what mm-hmm. with or to create with or to write with, Absolutely. I got to imagine it's, I mean, it's a difficult industry to begin with, but an industry like this without a support system, that's got to be a nightmare. So, I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. And LA, LA is a kind of a, a a weird monkey because it's, it's one of those places where you just, it, it can get really lonely as big as it is. And as many as people as they're here, it's different than New York or Chicago where, you know, community is kind of put upon you. You have to get out of your apartment. You have to mingle. Right. In L.A., it's like, ah, it's 7 o'clock. I don't want to get on the 405. You know what? <laughs> I'm just going to hang out. And then you, you don't you don't create community. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think uh, it's counterintuitive for artists to be, you know, solitary. Absolutely. You know? Definitely. I do. So community, community, community. That's solid. And also creates. I mean, you know, look, if I had to do it all over again, I would have started creating way earlier mm-hmm. first of all it's fun yeah at, you right? know it's fun it's like oh this is why i do this right you're not waiting by the phone waiting for somebody to hire you that's just a a bunk place to be in you know sure and uh and you grow you grow as an artist you learn new craft i mean that's the that's the wonderful part about this business is it forces you to keep growing and those who don't keep growing you know you that you, we see them. They're not as interesting as people who are doing a whole bunch of stuff. George Clooney, he's producing, he's writing, he's acting. He doesn't just act, you know? Right. What's cool about Clooney is he does it all. Exactly. You know? That's what's cool about him. So, anyway. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think that's great because we we talk about this a lot. I think if you ever get to the point where you think that's it, I've reached the pinnacle, or I can't learn something new, or I can't do something yeah. more, then you're done. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. that's you're basically done. And who wants that? I mean, like, 
<laughs> what pitfalls would you say? Like something that you've seen as a problem out there. We've had some people tell us about the scam artists out there. And like what pitfalls would you say to avoid if they could? Well, I mean, the one that's coming to mind right now is self-motivation. I mean, you look, you know, an artist's life is freelance. Mm -hmm. And so what that means is you're constantly, you don't have to be at a job at 9 a.m. So it's about how to keep inspired and how to self-motivate, you know, and those can be really, you know, tricky things for, for a lot of artists. Um, and, and, you know, so that again, going back to community, having a group of people that you're doing stuff with, I think is just pivotal, you know, Absolutely. um, other pitfalls that I can think of. I mean, I don't know, I guess at the end of the day, you know, it's like that Charlie Sheen quote. If, 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 if you can't laugh at yourself, you're missing the best joke of the day. I mean, mm. I love that joke. Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's just so true. It's like, come on guys. We're not, uh, we're not mining coals. Exactly. We're not, you know, this is, this is supposed to be fun. And yes, it's a business, but let's put it in perspective. Exactly. So I, 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 I do have an ability to, uh, to sometimes laugh at the business in myself, you know, absolutely. absolutely. And I think that's a good place to live. Yeah, w without doubt. I mean, I, I think that's that's fantastic. What a, what a way to wrap up that because mm -hmm. yeah, if you can't laugh at yourself, if you it is fun. It's a fun job that you get to do, exactly. and, if you, and you can't take yourself too seriously all of the time. Like, exactly, I mean, exactly, yeah. exactly. Oh, well, listen, you have been absolutely a pleasure to talk yeah, to. Yeah, seriously. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Oh, of course. Yeah. I, without, and like I said, we will definitely want you back on because you have teased us immensely with whatever that project is. Right. Cheesy, cheesy, cheesy. I know, right? I know. Oh, yeah. I'd love to. I'd love to. Anytime. Well, fantastic. Open invite anytime you want to come. And you don't even have to have anything to pitch if you just want to come on and talk shit. Like, you do it. You know? Today, I'm at scrambled eggs. Yeah. Let's talk about my process. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, she could definitely, yeah. Yeah. That, we're we're going to have to have you on for one of the top five segments because I bet yeah. you'd be a blast giving your stuff oh, on that. God. Oh, <laughs> well, li listen, like I said, anytime you want, just come on back and we'll definitely reach back out when you, when you got your project coming out and continued success on This Is Us and all the stuff Thank that you do. You. Just been an Thank absolute you pleasure. Thank you so much. Have a great day, you guys. Oh, you you too. too. All right. All right. Take Talk care now. Bye -bye. Bye -bye. Man, just what a fun person. Talk about not taking life too seriously and getting everything you can out of life. Right? And I, I love that she's as big a fan as she is a worker. Exactly. Like, I, oh, man. I, that reminds us of us, mm -hmm. I, I think, because, you know, we are huge fans of exactly. everything. But then get to be a part of it all, exactly. too. And I think that just makes for something special. And, yeah, what a joy. Exactly. I just love what she said at the very end there. Quit being lazy. Get off your ass. Build a community so everybody can start creating and build something for yeah, themselves. Yeah, well, let's be honest about it. That That's why we're where we're at. You find the right people, you surround yourself, you have exactly. that support system, and you motivate each exactly. other. Exactly. She's right, without that motivation, mm -hmm. and that's what your support group does. It exactly. motivates you to keep going, and that's, yeah. Oh. Man, what an epic interview. Thank you again, Miss Laura, for coming on the show. 